Warning. 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 Attention all. A white man said something racist and offended black people. We need all bot niggas that have been on the crackers payroll to report to duty for his protection. Warning. Bot niggas, report to duty immediately. We need you at your post at once. Report to the nearest TV, camera, or podcast and protect Massa immediately. You you mentioned Jerry Jones. Now I I I feel a different type of way. Um, I I know that uh, a picture surfaced of an old picture Man, surfaced. I don't give a damn what he did back in nineteen fifty seven. Fifty seven. Yeah. Man, can you even count back that far? And see, that's the same. Man, that, I don't that was, that, that, see, that, that was my Jerry too. Jones. I love you. <laughs> fuck him. I don't give a fuck what they say. I'm a cowboy. And I'm, I, I got Jerry tatted on my body, man. I'm, I'm forever Jerry Jones. I'm in part of the family. I don't know what they talking about. You get what I'm saying? I've seen Jerry Jones do more shit for black athletes than anybody in the world. Y'all something out there. You can't divide me and Jerry. You can try. You can't divide me and my Libra brother. It ain't going to work. Now I understand. Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about that Jerry Jones photo, right? <laughs> How about them cowboys, beloved? <laughs> Yo, let's have a real conversation about that, beloved, because uh, that is a very interesting photo. You know what I'm saying? For that, you know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna... <laughs> to check it out. We're going to have a good conversation about that, right? And um, I'm just going to put it out there at the very, very beginning of this conversation. You know, Jerry Jones, he's a devil. He's rich. He's powerful. He's a billionaire. He has connections. So this ultimately is going to lead to nothing because he just got the connections and he has the complexion for the protection. So we know nothing is going to happen to this right now in all transparency, you know, your brother is interested in seeing the movie play out because, you know, when you are a man or a woman of a certain age. We've seen it before. So the most entertaining thing. That's going to come out of this Jerry Jones situation. Is we're going to be able to see. Black folks from the village jump up. And be his defense attorney. And that's going to be the part that is the most entertaining. Now we know. Jerry owns the Dallas Cowboys. We know a lot of time he is the face of Texas and he speaks for Texas. Hell, he's the big donator to goddamn Greg Abbott. 
you know Greg Abbott, that's the governor down there. He's always talking about that. Uh, he got all the goddamn schools talking about the uh, critical race theory. You know, but maybe that's a different story for a different day. Jerry is indeed the face of Texas, but we know it's not going to be no Brown Brothers. <laughs> it's not going to be no Mexican-American brothers coming to his aid. We know anytime Whitey says something that may offend us, not his publicist is not going to get the microphone. Not his publicist. Not his lawyers. No, no, no. It does not work that way. The entertainment value in this situation is to sit back and watch bald niggas come out and just defend him. We can already see it's happening, but the race is still early. <laughs> it is a lot more running to do. Shout out to LeBron James. Right? Let's take a pivot. Let's shout out to the king from the Midwest. Because, man, the way he put that on the table was very classy. He let a whole week and some change go by. He's answering questions. He's talking to the media after each and every game. And then he says, you know what? And he put that on the table. And, man, it was such a classy display. How he just... He's, hey y'all check it out the part that when you see the whole the, at the end of the interview it's like 10 minutes long at the end of the interview though lebron somebody was going to say something i don't know if this was somebody from the Lakers staff like the, one of the media or publicists or somebody but lebron put his hand up he's like no no no, i got it goddamn devil sit down i got this get out the way goddamn and then he went on ahead and said what he had to say and then he got up and he left this brother, beloved, he got some power. Now, he's redeeming himself because he, he looked at a little shaky, god damn it, how he handled when he was asking about Kanye and Kanye came to the came to the shop. Uh, he that he handled that a little shaky, but I put that on Maverick. I ain't gonna put that on him. You know what I'm talking about? Uh how he kind of first came on about Kyrie. It was a little shaky, but I kind of thought that was get back. I kind of thought that he said that about Kyrie almost as if it was like a kind of like a get back thing because there was a time where LeBron was rapping and he said something about small hats and then they kind of like tried to say something about him and to him and nobody spoke up for LeBron. Kyrie, he, you know, our brother is he's doing his thing, but he didn't jump up and say, I, I'm going to stand with, he didn't say shit. He just, everybody let LeBron hold it by himself. So I felt as though when it came back around, you know, we talk a lot about karma. You know, when it came back around, he was like, okay, I'm going to make sure you hold this shit by yourself too. But that just, you know, maybe I'm just looking too deep in it. Maybe that's a different story for a different day. I'm just glad that the brother brought it to the table because immediately after he made that comment in that press conference after the game, the next day, when you looked at the news cycle everything was jerry jones every fucking thing every platform every podcast everything so i said damn the brother got we know he got some paper but he got some power because we know the great spirit of influence is on him now we get to sit back and see bald niggas do what they do best and by lebron coming out in my estimate, beloved, he put 
Stephen A in the pickle. Because Stephen A already came out and was doing his tap dancing. And he was doing, oh man, we ain't got no business, you know. Talking about this and that, man. This is an old photo and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and then now, when LeBron said what he had to say, I'm like, Stephen A is going to have to back paddle. <laughs> this nigga is going to be the new Mike Jack. He's going to start moonwalking. <laughs> <laughs> everything he gonna walk back everything he said but he gonna try to do it in a way because he's he's obviously a groupie he gets connected to certain players and i mean let's be real it's not it's probably not best for your um professional career to make lebron a boza that that ain't gonna work you know what i'm saying like Skip played a little game, but it's just a game that he plays. That's not for real. He just does that to go back and forth because as long as he talks about LeBron, they keep the ratings going. There's so many players in the NBA. You don't even know their name. And they talk about, I'm talking about Skip, the Skip show. He talks about LeBron every day to keep the ratings up. But he goes hard, but he never goes too hard. Pause. So that's just a hustle that they're doing. But that shit, what LeBron did the other day, salute. To the Midwest King That was dope Now Let's take a look And see What Balt Niggas Is going to jump up And take the The bullet For Massa I also gotta say I like the way Dak responded First When the, the photo first came out Dak said look I believe in grace and change That was his quote you know, we're going to try to make the world a better place. That was his quote when he first talked about the 1959 Little Rock photo. Okay, boom. Then LeBron says something. So they come back. They ask Dak again. He says, yo, go ask Jerry. All I could say, beloved, was bingo. That's all the village is looking for black people to say. Jerry is a billionaire. He got his own publicist. He got his own lawyers and attorneys always around him. Let them write up the statement and let him talk. Stop talking for devil so much. Let them talk for themselves. Don't be a Pac-Man Jones out here. Don't be a, oh, Jerry, don't worry about that. Look, he look out. Massa always looking out for us. You know, Massa makes sure us that come on that plantation. We treated just fine. So fuck him, Jerry. No, don't do that. And I like Pac-Man because he took care of, uh, you know, uh, in the village, Pac-Man got a special place in all of our hearts because he adopted Chris Henry kids. So he 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 get a, he can get it. When you do that in the village, that's like a lifelong pass. You can do some coon and shit, but we're going to let it go because we like, but damn, he got Chris's kids over there. We don't can't really can't play that game with the brother. He stepped up and did what he's supposed to do. But God damn it. Just, you, you know. You on you, shit, goddamn it! You on that train now, goddamn you! Shit, <laughs> you. Yeah, I'm saying you, you know, you know, you, you gotta be. Come on, brother, we don't need you up there talking about goddamn. Tell them fuck them, fuck who us? Who else is kicking up shit about this right now? When you say fuck them, fuck who? Midi ain't on dude. The midi ain't said shit about dude. Our people is on dude. They're like, nah, that photo, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling the, uh, oh gosh, that was 65 years ago thing. I was just a curious kid. Nah, we're not feeling that. 15? Nah, man, we're not feeling that shit. No. No, you stood up there 
yo, check this out. Because uh, I'm going to help you with the language, right? I'm going to help you with the language. When they asked Jones about that photo, he said, he said, gosh, that was 65 years ago. I was a curious kid. That's what he said at the beginning. And then he came back and he said, listen, nobody there had an idea, frankly, of what was going to take place. You know what I'm saying? So he said, I have a habit of sticking this nose in the right place at the wrong time. All right. Now, let's go back to the. Gosh, 65 years ago, I was a curious kid. Let me help you with the language. What he was trying to say. Some colored kids was coming into the school. There were some white boys that was going to jump and whoop their ass. And I was curious to see, was these niggas going to get their ass beat? That's what he's meaning. And that's what he's really saying when he said he's curious. He's not saying he was going to help our people. He's not saying nothing. Now, I can assure you, I don't give a fuck if it was 65 years ago. Our people that was confronted with those devils at that high school, I can guarantee you they can remember it. Like yesterday. And if you ask our people that was there, I can guarantee you they can say this happened, that happened. They can run the whole thing down. They can tell you what happened. They can tell you how they felt. And they can tell you what happened to them. If you're 80 and you're talking about an event that happened 50 years ago or 60 years ago, damn, dog, how many years you had to prepare for this goddamn Goddamn, you should be prepared to answer the question at this point. Damn, you should have replayed this shit so much over in your mind. You'd be like, oh, this is what happened when I was at this high school. This is, oh, this is what's going on. And I was a curious kid. No, beloved, that's not, nah, that's not how that worked. Mm-mm, that ain't how that worked. Oh, I was just 15. I was curious. Hey, man, I can be curious. And if I'm curious at 15 and I'm in the dope spot and the folks come in, <laughs> they not going to tell me. All the curious kids can just go home. You know, it doesn't work like that. A fucking teenager? Dog, you more, you know how many of us is working and had jobs at that age? How many of us is going to school, getting out of school, have our driver's learning permit, and is going to work part-time and then going home and doing homework and getting up the next day and doing it all over again? And nah, that's not like no baby shit. 15? Nah, that's nah. That ain't like that. But the things that we're holding Jones to. You know, I don't get our people sometimes. Oh, you know, we think he's is a racist because he haven't hired a black coach. I'm like, he hired a black. Well, so what does that mean? Is you hire a black coach? What does that mean? Like, why do we have an obsession with NFL owners like hiring black coaches and black quarterbacks? And I don't, you know, that's something I haven't figured that out yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, then they'll come back and say, listen, he got he got black players on his team. He made a lot of black players millionaires, so he can't be racist. And look, you know, um, check. Hold on. Let me, let me say something about that. First. Hold on. Hold on. Let me say something about that first. You know, beloved, we live in a capitalistic society. They got a lot of definitions about capitalism. Capitalism, the definition that I use is this. Capitalism is when a person owns the land, the tools, and the resources, and they use labor to enrich themselves. Just because you can hire black folks don't make you 
a non-devil. It doesn't work that way. No, you just, goddamn beloved, if we really wanted to keep it funky, that is our entire relationship with these folks in this country. Workers, they ain't never had no problem putting us to work. That ain't never been no goddamn, that's the master-slave relationship. They ain't never had an issue goddamn put, giving us work. Sometimes the problem is they're giving us too much work. <laughs> these goddamn devils ain't never had no problem giving black and brown folks some work. No, that's not the problem. Just because you can hire me on so I can work as the janitor or I can come down and I can goddamn pass out the popcorn or I can get in the field and run around just because you can do that. That don't mean, but let's keep it all the way funky. When we talking about sports entertainment, you're not doing black athletes a favor by giving them position. You won't last in that sports industry without black athletes. It's not possible. You won't even last Beloved, it won't work. It's, you're not doing nobody a favor by hiring a black wide receiver, a black quarterback, black running back. Like, you're doing us a favor? Well, just don't hire no black folks then. And just let's see how that works. And that's the something I'm like, I'm like, Pac-Man, when Pac-Man was talking, I'm like, dog, that's just a business relationship, bro. He's not doing no, nothing special. You are his investment when you're on the field. Yo, check this out. The NFL is so cold. Watch this. Check this out. The NFL is selling two type of tickets. They're selling tickets from the players that they have on their roster. And then they are also selling tickets that's on the visiting team. That's why when they create the schedule, they try to get so many teams, certain teams to come and play at their facility so many times because it gives the fans an opportunity to see their favorite player. So when you are an NFL owner... Every player that's on the field, period, whether it's on your organization or the opposing team organization, they all bring value to the bottom line. So it's not like, oh, he came out and he helped so many athletes get out of trouble. Yeah, because that's for the greater good. That's an, that's an investment. That's an investment. If I'm in the dope game and there's and we got somebody that need to transport some work from texas to michigan and we call them mules and i make sure there's a certain amount of people get their license together everything gets straight the taxes are appropriate the insurance is up to date so if they get pulled over i'm not doing just it's not like i'm doing it at the kindness of my heart i'm doing it because they are a mule and i need them to run this product from here and bring it here so we're going to make sure and because they are our investment because we are in the game that we're not doing them a favor by making sure that the car is up to date, that it runs appropriately and everything is ready to go. They are an investment of ours. That's how that works. Pac-Man is an investment. When you are on the field, you are an investment to these folks. They are using you to be in the front so they can take their rightful position in the back and make bread. That's the whole hustle. That's why he took that stance. We're talking about Jones. That's why he took the stance that he took on Kaepernick. Kaepernick was bad for the bottom line. He was bad for the bottom line. So it was appropriate for LeBron to say, Yeah, man, how come y'all, how come y'all ain't asked me no question about Jones, that Jones photo? Nobody said nothing about that shit. Why not? Somebody gotta talk about something. What's up? 
Y'all asked me about Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Kyrie play basketball, but y'all didn't ask me no basketball question. You asked me about some shit that he shared. You was asking me about some shit that he did on his off time. You asked me that shit with Kyrie had nothing to do with basketball. You're asking about a documentary that he's sharing and we all had to speak on it and address on it. And Kyrie, listen, this is so offensive, beloved. Dig this. They asked Kyrie because he shared something that is currently on Amazon. He shared a documentary and they asked him, yo, are you anti-Semitic? It's one of the questions. And they asked him that I can remember at least four or five times I've seen myself. Now, I want to see somebody ask Jones, you anti-black? Are you anti-black? Do we need to put Jones on a five-step program? Sound like this? He looking like this devil like he need to do a five-step program at 80 years old. It looks like he... And nobody's not saying nothing. Nothing. But the bald niggas are talking. Michael Irvin got something to say. We, we, you know, we already knew Irvin was going to say what he said. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, you know, Stephen A. He acts like he's not a, a Cowboys, but he's a Cowboys fan. But man, that dude, man, that dude, man, he's so slimy, man. That bald nigga there, man. I don't understand how he... I. I just don't get it. And I wondered to myself, damn, is do Stephen A just be saying shit to just antagonize folks on purpose so they can just tune in and see what he going or are people addicted to seeing him just put his foot in his mouth all the time because that's that's when I watch him. Anytime he say something, I'm like, like this situation. I'm like, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna tune in now because LeBron said something, I said, well, it's going to be interesting to see this nigga walk this back. <laughs> Cuz he's going to walk it back. <laughs> Are we mad at Jones? Of course not. Jones is a devil. We don't really expect much from devils. In fact, I'll tell you what I think about Jones for real. And I we close out the podcast, right? I'll tell you what we think about Jones for real. When they were talking about integrating that school in Arkansas, you know how I really feel about that? I wish they were successful in stopping our people from being integrated with them. Because integration only did two things to black folks. For black men, it taught our people how to be junkies. And for black women, it taught them how to be hoes. There is no such thing as a black woman sucking dick before integration. It just didn't happen. Nope, didn't happen. It wasn't a thing. In fact... When we started talking about our village, only two types of women suck dick in our village, prostitutes and wives. After integration, all black women morality is down through the toilet and everybody is sucking dick and they freaking and they fucking in cars and they going to the motel and the men are junkies. There is no such thing as a black male junkie before integration. It did not exist. See, when you got around these devils, you picked up on their habits. That's what integration did. And then once you was around on people for so long and you picked up on all they fucked up habits, your schools eventually went back to being separated. And but you was already screwed up. This is what black women learn how to be a hoe because integration did this. 
even in this Little Rock situation, when you listen to the old clips and you look them up, because I did, the parents at the school was concerned about race mixing. Now, what they was concerned about race mixing was they wasn't concerned about their sons dating black women because they knew their sons didn't have the swag to pull no sister. They didn't. They still don't. You know what I'm saying? They, it's just not there. What they were worried about was Misty. They was worried about Amber. They was worried about Heather because they knew that black men got a got this like it's a magnetic attraction. And all I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just not saying this because I'm an original man, but just to keep it all the way funky that they know that their daughters was going to be attracted to our men. So they was trying to keep that from happening because it was the inevitable. They just knew it. When Leroy walked up that hallway and he got that because he, he's a brother, you know how. Come on, let's be real. Leroy, come on. He got to walk and got them misty them looking. They just like, I want that. You can actually go back to the photo that everybody is the whole goddamn sports world is talking about right now. The Jerry Jones photo. And you can look at the very front of the photo. And it's the devil. He got a cigarette in his mouth. And then you can see the brother. He, but you see the back of him. You can see the courage on him right then and there. And I'm thinking to myself, he probably can take about four or five of them devils by himself. <laughs> he can do it. <laughs> because we're just built that way. Whooping ass. Taking names. In any event, though, the point I was trying to make was that when black men got introduced to their daughters, black men got introduced to all sex through them because this is their nature. They always, the women, they just, they're man aids women and they suck dick. And then once the men got addicted to this different sexual nature and attraction, because also by dealing, we talking about the black teen students at the integrated high school, when they hung around the so-called white girls, they got introduced to orgies and oral sex. I'm talking about our, our brothers. And then when we hung around Jeremy and them, we got introduced to hard drugs. That's how the black man got fucked up. So now the school gets split and we go back to our own schools. We are already junkies now and we already like a different form of sex that our village wasn't used to. Now we're pressuring black women to do these things that so-called white women was doing with us. Because anybody can tell you at that time, we're talking about 1959, black women is what they call, they wasn't, they was called hard at that time, quote unquote. The so-called white girls were called easy, meaning you can get them in a bed easy. It doesn't take much to put them in a the bed. So much so that, beloved, listen, our village morality was so strong that we live in a day of time where the gay population is looked at with a sense of scrutiny. We can all admit to that. We're talking about in the black village. All right. Back in those times, if a man lived with a woman and they was not married, the elders called that shacking, beloved. And that was a shameful act. Fuck being gay. If a man that's an adult stayed with a woman and they lived in a house together and they was not married. The village elders would turn their back on you because that was called shacking and that was a shameful act. Now it's normal. At that time in the village, beloved, baby showers 
was for married black women only. Nobody threw baby showers for single mothers. That shit never fucking happened. Today, it's normal. What happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happened but integration. You got amongst other ethnicities and you picked up every trash way that they had and you brought it back to your village and it doesn't work for you. That's what happens. So, no, we're not mad at Jerry. Jerry didn't do nothing. He's a devil. You know what I'm saying? That's not what we have in a conversation for. We're not surprised. All of them are devils. The most entertaining thing to us, beloved, that's of value, that's of laughter, is seeing our people, because we know they're going to do it. They become these folks' lawyers. <laughs> Jerry, nobody needs to see Jerry publicists. Nobody that, no, we don't need this, no. The guy that works or the female that works for the public relations staff of the Cowboys, you won't see them because Pac-Man and Stephen A and company is going to be out in the front with Irvin protecting NASA. <laughs> and that is today's conversation, beloved. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. This is Real Black Content This Forum Podcast, man. This is your brother, VJ. I'll get it with you guys later. Peace. Real Black Consciousness Real Forum. Black Consciousness Real Black Forum. Consciousness Forum. If you want to talk about uh, guns, why is it that there's a gun shop on almost every corner in this community? Why? tell you why for the same reason that there's a liquor store on almost every corner in the black community why they want us to kill ourselves you go out to beverly hills you don't see that shit but they want us to kill ourselves yeah the best way you can destroy a people you take away their ability to reproduce themselves who is it that's dying out here on these streets every night y'all y'all y'all